Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, a podcast with me, Samantha Hees, and him, Indy Randawa. Merry Christmas, everyone. Ho, ho, ho. Or almost Merry Christmas. We're pretty far away, I think, at this point. Merry Christmas. We're like four weeks away, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) How's it going, Indy? I'm pretty good. I'm full of some Christmas spirit already. And by Christmas spirit, I mean several beers. (laughs) (laughs) They were all winter themed, so I think it counts as Christmas spirits. You're you're looking at me like you wanted a real big reaction to that. (laughs) That was pretty good. Okay, thank you. And I guess that can be our beer of the month. It is the Spectrum Box of Chocolates pack. It's so good. So in there you have a milk chocolate ale, not a stout, but the chocolate. Yeah. It's quite nice, light, but still chocolatey. There's a mint chocolate ale, which I liked. I think maybe you don't as much. I it was a little too much for me. I think too minty. It was a little too minty. It tasted a little bit like you know, sometimes if you're like chewing gum or you just brush your teeth and you have a beer. That's kind of what it reminded me of. I don't know because I rarely <laughs> have beer at 10 a.m. Rarely, but not never. No, when you're camping. Yeah. Camping, you have morning beers. That's allowed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just felt like I had just taken a really minty piece of gum out of my mouth and then I was trying to taste beer. And then there was a white chocolate stout, which is a white stout, which I like a lot. That one is pretty tasty as well. That was a good one. It tasted um, almost like bark, you know, like the chocolate bark that you get. Oh, good, good. I'm glad you said that, not just like <laughs> like licking like a, a tree. tree. Yeah. <laughs> no, like a white chocolate bark that has like nuts and stuff in it. I, I think that was very tasty. Well, how are you doing, Sam, on this very cold evening as we enter the... I was going to say the spooky season, the festive season. (laughs) It's the opposite of the spooky season. It can be spooky. Christmas used to be more spooky. True. Christmas ghosts. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm uh, enjoying the Christmas season so far. I have my new onesie that I've promised to wear for the rest of the year. And so far, she's holding true. Anytime I'm home, I've had it on. So it's it's pretty good. It's the first time I found a onesie that's uh, tall enough for me. Because I'm taller than the average woman. I thought you were going to say bear. <laughs> taller than the average bear. Taller than bear. the average bear. <laughs> Can you do a Yogi Bear impression? Taller than the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> no. That sounded suspiciously like your Paddington impression, <laughs> where you just say bear at the end. Hey, boo-boo, let's go get some picnic baskets. Oh, I like No, your, your, I don't think I can do No, yogi. but you're so much better at that than I am. Yogi? At any any impressions. (laughs) I have one impression and that's it. Well, all month we are going to be talking exclusively about Christmas things, holiday themes, winter. Cookies. Yep. Everything's going to be cookie themed. (laughs) So I hope you have a bunch of cookie themed movies ready. (laughs) I don't. So Indy, what is your Christmas thing of the week? I had a hard time picking a thing of the week because I feel like I watch a lot of Christmas movies. Most of them are junk, but I still watch them anyways. And the ones that I do really love are a lot of those big classics that everyone knows. Yeah. I talked about It's a Wonderful Life last year. 
I love Nightmare Before Christmas, Grinch, Elf is one of the newer ones that I like mm-hmm. a lot. But I think everyone knows those ones. So I'm going to go maybe second tier Christmas movies right. and go with Scrooged. Oh. Are you familiar with Scrooged? Um, vaguely, yes. So this is a 1988 movie starring Bill Murray and directed by Richard Donner. Have you ever seen it? I believe so, but I think I was younger. I think I was like in my teens. So I'm going to talk about this movie, but I'm going to put forth the caveat that I haven't seen this movie in probably five years. Okay. And I'm not sure I love it. (laughs) I think I do, but I'm going to tell you all about it anyways. I'm excited. So this is another take on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, but Mm -hmm. Bill Murray plays a TV executive, and he's kind of the worst, and then he's going to learn his Christmas lesson by the end. And one of the things I did like about this a lot is Bill Murray gets to be a little mean. I think he's at his best when he's like a more of a mean-spirited funny. Oh, okay. At least early on in his career. This is before his resurgence with all of the um, Wes Anderson stuff where he's like this soulful clown that he is now. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I think when he was snarky and a little cruel, that brought out the best in his comedy. And even characters like he played in Ghostbusters, they're a little bit of a, he's a little bit of a dick in that. Oh, okay. And that's why he's funny. So he plays this TV executive who is pretty soulless and... It reminded me a lot of what's-his-name Ayers when we were talking about Fox News back in the bombshell episode. Right. He's big on the sensationalism. And I think one of the funniest bits about the movie is the satire that's in it. Because in this movie that's a take of A Christmas Carol, the character is producing a version of A Christmas Carol And it's so over the top and ridiculous that, like, a woman dies watching the trailer. So it's a funny take on sensationalism and commercialism, but it's also, like, a part of it. So it kind of unintentionally becomes that which it satires. See, I don't think I remember this movie at all now that you're kind of, like, talking about it. Maybe I didn't see it. I also, when I saw it as a child, thought it was like a little bit scary. Oh. It's not really a kid's movie for a lot of reasons, but the visuals in it, like the ghosts and the Jacob Marley type character, mm-hmm. are are legitimately scary. They have like horror makeup on. Huh. That, that sounds scary. Like as a child, I think I would have found that very scary. And I know that this movie is hated by many. I know Roger Ebert really hated this movie. He called it one of the most disquieting and unsettling films to come along in quite some time. That is a really heavy dislike. Yeah, and it's not like this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) And he even released a book that was some of his worst reviews of all times, and this was included in it. So he thinks it's one of the worst movies ever made. But it seems like oddly appropriate for the time because this is i think this is reagan era or at least just coming off of reagan and i think it would work now as well because it's it's grim a lot of the time and this movie seems to have a lot of anger underneath the things like the lightness and love that we usually get in most christmas movies aren't really here instead you get bill murray probably going over the top a bit he's 
not at his best when he's like really mugging for the camera and i feel like there's a little bit of that in here oh yeah when he's like really trying to go for those laughs i guess so and i know him and the director had a lot of issues working on this movie and murray did not care for it he felt everything was rushed everything was being made too big and the subtlety wasn't allowed to come through which i think is is fair it's kind of like a blend of Christmas Carol and Ghostbusters. And I think they're trying to cash mm. in on some of the Ghostbusters appeal. Right. Or maybe it's more of a blend of like Elf and Bad Santa. Because oh, yeah. those types of movies are available now where it's kind of a miserable person right. who is going through things. And they don't necessarily have the big redemption like Scrooge does. Right. So this has all of that. And the redemption at the end, because you know it's going to come, it's weird because he talks to you, viewers in the movie theater, and he sings songs to The viewers in the movie theater? Yeah, and asks you to sing along, and it's very long, and it's weird. It sounds uncomfortable. It is a lot of the time. I'm still not sure. It's, It's not a bad movie, but I'm not sure that I love it. Maybe it's more intentional. Maybe it's a Christmas movie for people who don't like Christmas movies because it's very, it's very cynical. It's very callous in a lot of ways, and it seems appropriate not just for that time I was saying, but now because having just an absolute asshole of a boss who doesn't care about the workers, mm-hmm. who fires people all willy nilly, who doesn't know the plight that they're going through, that seems pretty fitting now as always Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think that's kind of applicable anytime especially during the holidays when you realize that you know you want to be with your family and your employer doesn't care because they just want profit so what you're saying is we need to burn this mother down yeah the proletariat needs to rise up samantha he's a said it folks oh no (laughs) we the proletariat must rise up and cast off these shackles from the bourgeoisie right I already work for a union, so yeah, I'm t- doing my part. <laughs> but you're also going to talk about some sort of king or queen today, I'm sure. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I'm talking about how this is uh, cynical and poking fun at the commercialism of Christmas, but it's also like a part of it because it's making fun of this like sexed up violent version of a christmas carol that he's making but also this movie is a violent version of a christmas carol oh okay you're it's it's unclear how intentional a lot of those types of layers are right but i'm a male in my 30s and it's bill murray so there's a good chance i'm gonna love it (laughs) and if you are any of those things you probably will too because that's his demographic right we grew up with him as kids and we saw him and we loved him in ghostbusters and groundhog day and all of those fun things and then as we aged his performances did as well. Mm-hmm. So then all of those Wes Anderson movies that I yeah, loved him in. I really like him in Wes Anderson movies, for sure. He's in my top five favorite actors ever, really? I think. Yeah, it's like nice. Bill Murray, Tony Leung, Vincent Price. Vincent Price is your number one, isn't he? It's tough to say. Mm. For actresses, I have a clear number one. But for actors, I'm just like, I don't know, Pacino, De Niro, they all do such good work. <laughs> Martin Starr. <laughs> you know how much I love Martin Starr. <laughs> That's a random one to throw in there. <laughs> I always said I want to meet someone whose favorite actor is Martin Starr, and they'd be my best friend. Because I don't have the 
dedication to say he's my very favorite. Well, that sounds like a terrifying and frustrating movie. Like I said, it stars Bill Murray, also has Karen Allen, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, who I'm sure you love. That's a joke because you probably hate him. I have no idea who that is. You don't know him with the voice? I can't do a voice. Bobcat? <laughs> he sounds like that. He kind of sounds like a Muppet or something. I have no idea who Bobcat that is. Bobcat Goldthwait? That's, you keep saying it like it's a name I should know. Bobcat Goldthwait. No. I'm sure if you ever heard that name, it would be one you'd remember as well. His name's Bobcat. I know. And that's why I keep thinking I should know who he is. Uh, Carol Kane's in it. Robert Mitchum. One, like, weird, funny thing about this is, do you know the New York Dolls? The band? No. So the New York Dolls were, uh... I don't want to get people angry at me because they're kind of bordering between like punk and the hair metal because of the time. Right. But uh, so David Johansson is, was the front man of the New York Dolls and he's in this movie and he had a kind of successful acting career. And Arthur Kane, who was the bassist for the New York Dolls, is watching TV and Scrooge comes on. So he sees David Johansson, his former friend, and I think they'd have a falling out by this point. He sees him on TV being in this big blockbuster movie, and he just loses his mind. And he, uh, I think, picked up a cat, uh, like, scratching post, and I think he beat his wife quite viciously with it. And then he jumped out of a third-story window because he was so angry about the success that his former bandmate got uh then he he so he jumps out the third story window but he lands on an awning like some sort of wily coyote cartoon (laughs) and he survives with minor injuries but then he gets to go to a hospital and while in the hospital this is all true this sounds crazy this sounds like it's from a movie then uh while he's in the hospital uh, someone gives him a free copy of the book of mormon and then he he reads it all and Within a couple of years, he's gone completely Mormon. He's changed his life, and he even works for like the church in some capacity. Oh, and then that's um, random. <laughs> so then he lives his life as a de- devout Mormon for quite some time, and then finally in 2004, he gets reunited with his band, the New York Dolls, and they play. I don't know. I think just a couple of shows, and then three weeks later, he dies of leukemia. <gasps> So that that's a movie I'd like to see. What was I talking about again? Scrooged. Oh, Scrooged. <laughs> you were talking about Scrooged. <laughs> perhaps it's terrible. Perhaps it's great. Maybe it's just because I love Bill Murray, but I know a lot of other people do as well. Uh, this is a movie that becomes that which it satirizes, maybe inadvertently, maybe intentionally. And there's little bits of reality that seep through, which I do think is unintentional. Like the the harsh, real problems that characters like this would be experiencing do come into the movie. Hmm. But it's definitely worth a watch, I think. So watch it. Let me know what you think. It's a take on A Christmas Carol. I think he does even say Bah Humbug at one point. I'm so sure that's always good. It's a tagline. Yeah. It's funny that bah humbug, like what's bah humbug mean? Like, <laughs> But it's a distinctly anti-Christmas thing, right? Yeah. It means like, I don't care for Christmas. No. But no other holiday gets like, you can say happy birthday and merry Christmas, 
but you have bah humbug for Christmas. You don't have a, a phrase that's, I do not wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> but I think we should have one. Anti-birthday. I bet people would be into that because lots of people don't like celebrating their birthday. True. Or if there's an anti-Valentine's Day one, people yes, hate that. Yes, that. that would be good. Yeah. I know a lot of... Uh, more strict religious folk don't like Halloween either. Right. So it could be like a boo Halloween. Oh, no, you can't say boo because that's almost like that's a Halloween like thing. celebrating. Yeah. It's almost like happy Halloween. It's boo Halloween. That's a good one. I'm going to start saying that now. <laughs> boo Halloween, everyone. You have to do the shimmy I did with it, though. So, yeah, go watch Scrooged and come up with anti-other holiday sayings for us to say. Excellent. What is your thing of the week? So my thing of the week kind of goes along with what we will be watching for next week. So, Indy, you're familiar with the MCU, right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Are you familiar with the NHMU? Oh, the NIMU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what's NH? New, New Hampshire Movie Universe. It's no. all the movies that take place in New Hampshire. Uh, it's probably pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> the Netflix Hallmark movie universe? So Netflix and Hallmark are rivals, so no. Okay. Um, it's the Netflix holiday movie universe. Oh, were they all supposed to be connected? There is... Oh, they do like put promos for other movies in their movies. I've seen that and yes. it bothered me. Um, okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds interesting. Tell Buckle me more. up. <laughs> and it bothers me. <laughs> like, never mind. Um, the Netflix Holiday Movie Universe is a series of nine movies. Um, they're interconnected in different ways. Some have a few of the movies on TV screens in there. I think that's what I'd seen. Yes. Maybe it was in that, what was that terrible movie you got me to watch last year? Holiday in the Wild Holiday is in the part Wild. of the Netflix holiday movie universe. Because I think there was a TV at the bar or something and it was playing some other terrible movie in it. Uh, yes, it wasn't playing a Netflix holiday movie though. Oh, okay. Um, so Holiday in the Wild is one of them and it is played in a movie called The Night Before Christmas. Night spelled K-N-I. Oh, this one I am very excited to watch yes. because it looks like the worst movie ever and I can't wait. So it plays on a TV. Um, the holiday calendar is on a TV in Christmas Inheritance and vice versa. So they came out in the same year and they kind of play on each other's screens. Um, there's a movie called The Princess Switch uh, that is... It has the Christmas inheritance on a TV screen in it. And then um, the movie that we will be watching, uh, which I don't want to spoil yet, is mentioned in two of the movies. And the main characters are in the second Princess Switch movie. So some of the movies only exist as movies in the universe, yes. and some of them are actual people that are existing in the same place. Yes. That's kind of confusing, because it would be weird if in Avengers someone's watching a Hulk movie, mm -hmm. because you're like, wait, is he a character or is he a movie character? Yeah, I'm so... with you, I guess. They're all kind of interconnected, um, so... 
one of the things that I really like is that they brought this Netflix holiday movie universe full circle with the release of The Princess Switch 2, Switched Again. Oh my god. <laughs> I like that title. Though. I like that they didn't try to like even make it funny or something yeah. like that. It's not like Princess Switch 2, we're back, Switches, which is probably their second choice. It's probably the third one that's coming out <laughs> next Christmas. Um, the Princess Switch is about a holiday baker and a princess who meet, realize they look exactly alike. The princess wants to have regular people experiences. And so the baker and the princess switch places and uh, hijinks ensue. Oh, I love hijinks. Um, princess Switch 2 switched again is um there's a kidnapping plot this time with a cousin that looks exactly like them so there's a third look alike <laughs> so they're triplets well not triplets but, yeah, like- but they're all three look exactly the same and um the cousin attempts to steal the throne by kidnapping the queen but she gets the wrong look alike Oh, no. Yes. So in that movie, the characters from the movie that we're going to watch this week, which is A Christmas Prince, appear in the second movie. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not follow that. Do I need to understand that to watch our movie? Okay. No. Good. Good. Um, A Princess Switch takes place in Belgravia. They mention Belgravia in the movie, I believe. Like... Over on 109th? No, no, like the it's country, not in Edmonton. The country of Belgravia. Belgravia, okay. Um, so a Christmas Prince is um a 2017 Netflix release. Okay, um, are we on to the movie for next week now? Yes. Okay, got it. So for next week, Samantha is picking a movie that I've never seen, and it is a Christmas Prince. Yes. The Christmas Prince? A uh, Christmas Prince. Oh, it's just any Christmas Prince. <laughs> just a Christmas Prince. Just whatever one. Maybe this one, maybe that one. Just any. Yeah. Just a Christmas Prince. Just whatever Prince you have. Okay, cool, cool. around the palace. Um, so it came out in 2017. It was um, kind of one of the first years that Netflix had started doing Christmas movies. Um, and they ended up getting a lot of really good feedback from it. I remember one of the things that they did kind of through social media was they can see who's watching things multiple times in a row. And I remember them tweeting, whoever you are who's watched Christmas Prince 87 times in a row or whatever really high number it was, are you okay? Because they could see they could see on their server that someone had just like repeated Christmas Prince, and this was only like two weeks into Christmas. Oh, that makes me sad. That's not even funny. Yeah, I'm very sad for that person. But I think it's funny that they were like acknowledging that people were like really into this movie without being like, "Hey, this is a bestseller." Like it was funny. Should we bring back something that we used to do a lot of that you hated? What? Where I would attempt to guess the entire plot of a movie I've never seen? No, because this is so predictable. Okay. Can I ask you a couple of questions first? Yes, you can ask me questions, but you can't predict the whole plot because you're going to do it anyway. So there is the prince, a prince at the beginning of a movie. Yes. The person he falls in love with, are they... No, they're not going to be royal. They're going to come into the kingdom. They're either a 
diplomat seems too high, but like a cleaning lady seems too low. They're going to be a professional, like independent woman, but they they are not royal. Is that correct? Correct. Well, what is their profession? She's a journalist. Okay. She's a journalist. She's there to do a piece on the prince. The prince doesn't know she's a journalist. Is that correct? No, because she lies. She lies. Oh, I, I'm going. I got it. Okay. If she doesn't know, if he doesn't know, then she's going to kind of play along first just to get the story. But against her will, perhaps, she ends up falling for him. At some point, they have to have an argument because he finds out, like, you were lying to me this whole time. You're a reporter. You're just doing it for the newspaper piece. And she's like, no, that's not the case at all. I love you. But then they were going to have to split Maybe she's going to go back to where she's from, which is probably New York, or it's America, at least. It's New York. (laughs) And he's a European prince. I'm going to say not of an actual country, but it's going to be called, like, Eldovia or something. Yeah, it's Eldovia. No, it's not. It's actually Eldovia. (laughs) No, that's, like, from Bojack Horseman, I think. No, it's Eldovia. Is Bojack Horseman part of the Netflix holiday? Well, now Christmas I worry that universe? I've seen this somehow, or maybe you've just talked about it. I don't think so. Okay, so she—he's <laughs> in his fictitious European country, and she goes back, and she's going to have a change of heart about, uh, but something only related to her own life. Like she's going to say, like, you know what, I'm going to do charity work now but something's gonna change with her and then they're gonna have a reunion i'm not sure if he's gonna go all the way to america or if she's gonna go back there that i'm unclear of but then they're gonna fall in love and kiss at christmas time in front of some sort of big christmas tree so i'm not gonna confirm or deny (laughs) okay um because i don't want to ruin it but um like i did (laughs) you're uh you're on the right trail Okay. Because it's a very formulaic thing, but I think um, what makes it fun is the little things that they threw in that are kind of not part of the Christmas movie formula. So would you say this is a somewhat self-aware Christmas movie? Um, It borders on self-aware. I don't think that it is um, like completely self-aware where you're like, oh, yeah, Christmas movie trope. Like, ha, 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 this is so lame. Mm -hmm. I think that it, the writers of this understood that they were writing a Christmas movie. And there's a formula that people love. But they also kind of skirted the boundary of being self-aware. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen, I think, a couple of the Hallmarky type ones. And they are completely in earnest. There's no sense of irony with any of those. Mm -hmm. And I thought the Netflix ones would bring a little bit of freshness to it. And from what I saw last year with Holiday in the Wild, it did not. But do you think this one is tonally similar to Holiday in the Wild? Um, I would say it's a little bit better, but we'll see. Because I always seem to think different (laughs) things after we watch a movie together. (laughs) Okay. Should we watch a trailer or will that give everything away? We're not going to watch a trailer just because you've already guessed some stuff from it. And I don't want to give you any more information. You wrote your own trailer there. (laughs) I was going to say, can I do a trailer? I'll just do the narration. (laughs) Christine Sampson thought she had it all. And then we have her like running through the streets and then maybe she's like misses her taxi. And she's like, oh, no. (laughs) What? You're off. You're you're done. <laughs> um, so this is a very, I'm going to warn you now, this is a very light and fluffy movie. Good. There's no substance to it really whatsoever. 
Like a marshmallow. Like a marshmallow. Um, One marshmallow every now and then is fine. Exactly. But you can't just eat marshmallows. No. You will die. Yes. That's what happens if you watch too much. What's this called? The Nifflemoo? <laughs> the Net- Netflix. Christmas movie universe. Or Netflix holiday movie universe. The Nifflemoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were trying to remember the name of the movie, and that's what you Nipple came new. up with. <laughs> that's what you came up with. Um, so it's 92 minutes long. Nice. Um, and it uh, has two sequels, so we'll see where the night goes. If you tell me the names of the two sequels, will I further already know what's going to happen in this movie? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I don't know what the sequels are, but knowing that there's two of them, I thought this one would probably, would quite possibly end in a wedding. But if there isn't in this one, that happens in the sequel, and it's more about both sides, family-wise or co-worker-wise, don't want them to get married. But anyways, we're not going to do the sequel now. not right now. So now I'm saying they don't get married in this one, but they just have a big climactic kiss. Okay. Well, you'll have to tune in next time (laughs) to find out how A Christmas Prince, the Netflix 2017 Christmas release, uh, ends. Is there anyone we would know that is in this movie? No. Okay. (laughs) There there isn't. Um, It's uh, a lot of people who just, I think, do Christmas movies. And I I don't know a lot of actors who just do Christmas movies. Well, there's Elisa Donovan who just does Christmas dog movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's not in this movie. Ah, uh, sorry. Or is there a dog in this movie, or a cat? No. Ah, uh, there's horses. That's not the same. You can't cuddle a horse. I know all you horse people out there are like, yeah, you can, but I choose not to. Well, that aside, try to suspend your judgment until we actually start watching it. I'm just saying it would win a lot of points if there was a cat and if the cat could talk. Yeah, it's not that kind of movie. I'm sorry. Would it be better if there were a talking cat? No, I don't think so. I think it, I think I most think, movies would be I better with you, talking cats. I think you always think that it would be better if there was a talking cat. Yeah, like Godfather with a talking cat. Oh, man, I'd watch that. Watch the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> or like any movie where it's not mentioned, but then... At the one hour point, like the cat just talks and everyone's like, oh, yeah, okay. And they just go, they just, <laughs> they go just on with accept their it. Yeah. Well, maybe for the fourth movie. Yeah, this is the first Christmas in three years. There hasn't been a new one. Oh, no. Yeah. I was a little sad. Good thing we get to watch this one now. Good thing we get to watch this one now. So how do you suggest for everyone out there, how should they watch this movie? Have a glass of wine. Do I have to have wine? No, you can have beer. Thank you. Have a drink. <laughs> sure. Uh, put your favorite Christmas PJs on. Mm-hmm. Or, or a onesie. Or your favorite Christmas onesie. Um, get cozy. Be in a good mood. Oh, okay. Get another drink. Oh, you need a, this is a two drink minimum movie? <laughs> well, you know, you need to drink your first drink and then get your drink and press play. Okay. So two drink minimum. Two Got drink it. minimum. And uh, just keep an open mind. And that's what you say for each one. I know. I wanted more instructions like turn off all the lights except for a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, that. Wear pajamas, yet also a scarf. Oh, yeah. Have a drink that has... Cinnamon. That's exactly what I was about to say. Really? I was thinking cinnamon sticks, so yeah. I was going to say cinnamon or cranberry. Or both. Sure, if you can. Mulled wine? 
in this economy? Mulled wine? <laughs> I mean, cranberries and cinnamon? Whew. We're fine. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like wine anyway. No, I don't. And then you get like a cat or a puppy to curl up with you. If they can talk, ideal. If not, that works too. And you get someone who you love and you think would watch this movie and then you watch it for them, even though you might not love it yourself. Yeah. That's how you should watch this movie that I've never seen. <laughs> you sound like a real martyr. <laughs> <laughs> I figure like if you sat through the lighthouse, I can sit through this. Yes. Okay. If I sat through, what were those other like five hour movies? So many of Gone them. Gone with the Wind and Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna 92 minutes? It's gonna cruise on by. It's gonna, and you're already two drinks in, so. I'm excited right now. Let's watch it. Okay, well, let's go. You can find A Christmas Prince on Netflix. It will be there forever because it is a Netflix original. And uh, you can let us know what you think on Twitter and Instagram at ILTYS and the number two. You can email us your long form answers if you really need to tell us what you think at I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook and talk with everybody about uh, your thoughts on Christmas Prince at I love this, you should too dash podcast. Yeah, and uh, review and subscribe and all of that business. Re- review, subscribe. Christmas Prince? I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I know uh, a bunch of people that I work with have mentioned it. I I think people like this movie. I'm excited to hear what the library people think of this. I'm sure this is going to be a library favorite. Nice. <laughs> they usually just talk about Alien, though. Oh, okay. They love Alien so much in really? my office. I haven't watched Alien. Oh, we're getting there. Okay, cool. I um, feel like I can't choose it yet because I'm not ready. And if I don't do a great job, Sean will disown me. <laughs> Sean, just give him a break. <laughs> He's the alien expert. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to go have another drink and watch A Christmas Prince. And uh, we will see you next week when we discuss Indy's take on what he watched. <laughs> bah humbug, everybody. Bah humbug. Boo Halloween. (laughs) I had, I got these like Christmas tea towels somewhere and I think it was not made in this country. So it said Bug Humbar. (laughs) (laughs) I want Bug Humbar to become a thing. I I still say Bug Humbar to people. Excellent. Grab your puppy and go. Bug Humbar. Is that a no? I can't. My mom said that I didn't have it. Your mom said you don't have to blow your nose? Because I can't. You, I've never seen someone try to do something less. <laughs> I'm going to try. It's just a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, you don't have enough pressure. That's no, why it wasn't working. I need to be alone. <laughs> like. Have you not been alone in the last week? No.